0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Doctors podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Danielle. Danielle Godet. Lovely to see you again, Danielle.
1: Yeah, great to see you too, Simon. Yeah.
0: So let's talk healing.
1: Sounds good. What
0: does healing mean to you?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question, right? Because I feel like I feel like it can mean many things to many people. So for me, it really starts with like an internal kind of healing of my mind, healing of my heart. Before I even think about healing of the body, for me it's always like looking at the state of my mind, the state of my heart, healing things that I might be holding on to, places where I'm hurting inside and how can I how can I heal them? How can I let go? How can I see it from a new perspective? Um so it's internal, it's a lot about loving myself and accepting myself. I feel like it starts there.
0: Yeah. So you've got a few different layers there. And, and, um, and I think you're totally right, it's different things to different people. Mm-hmm. that's why we're doing this healing series this is mm-hmm. why we're focusing on healing because it's mm-hmm. one of those phrases what well, not phrases it's a word it's one of those words that we bandy around and nobody really everybody's got a different take on on it that's, that's right. what that's what i'm trying that's what i'm i'm getting at um that's right. that's uh right. healing of the mind the heart and the body so yeah yeah hurting inside so you're you're hurting inside i'm guess you you kind of, that, is that the hurting inside? That's that's the hurt in your, in your heart, is it?
1: Yeah, I think that's what happens. We hurt in our mind, right? We harbor a lot of different kinds of hurts and anger and resentments and places where we feel um, small or victimized or misunderstood. Oh, like there's so many places where we can we can hurt, right? So let's, if we say like the opposite of healing is hurting. Okay, yeah. If, right, so that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. So all the places where I hurt, those the opposite of healing, that's those are the places that need healing.
0: Yeah, so healing is a reduction in the amount of hurting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Hurting less. Hurting less, seeing, having a new relation, well, so for me and all of what I've experienced, I would say hurting less happens when we learn how to have a new perspective, see it from a different way, understand the hurting part of ourselves differently. You know, we we usually just feel it. And so that's, this is the mind, but it can also influence the body too, right? We usually just feel it and it hurts and we clench down and we fight with it we resist right we we hurt more (laughs) because of the hurt we get frustrated with ourselves we blame ourselves we blame others we hurt more we go into like a hurt spiral
0: so uh so this would be like me saying like i'm i'm worrying about worrying
1: yeah yeah Yeah. hurting about hurting yeah when we just observe ourselves right like oh that person let's say that person said that thing to me oh they said this they mean this they don't such and such about me oh i'm so angry it's not fair people always treat me and it's just a spiral we go into a spiral and we're the only ones who can get ourselves out of that we could call it a hurt spiral here i don't know if i've ever called it that but we could call that a hurt spiral and we're the only one ones who can stop that and bring ourselves out of that. And if we keep tumbling down that we're going to hurt more emotionally and eventually I think physically too.
0: Yeah. So I, I, uh, I was thinking of like a vortex thing. That's <laughs> another word for a spiral. And, yes. like, uh, and I, uh, I don't know where I saw, I, I, I think I've seen this in a, in a movie, the start of a, a film credits where the there's a guy just kind of like he's it, just being thrown around in this vortex so right. it's vortex it, it's it's wide at the top and it's getting narrower and he's yes. he's, he's disappearing into an abyss basically that's that's where right. he, he's going, and I don't know even what movie this was. But uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah. that image that you're talking about, of you use the words like he's getting thrown around. That's what I mean when I say we, we spiral. It's almost like we're out of control, and now we're just in it, and it's like, it has a life of its own. It's like a this this monster unfurling inside, and we hurt more and more and more until we stop that we're the ones who has to st- put an end to it
0: um yeah I, I, we have to do that but we've got all these people that are validating our hurt
1: hey eh? <laughs> so that's like a hot a hot topic a little bit that's kind of a touchy area because i feel it is. like it is a very touchy area i feel like people all right this is just my take on it people are people are in i want somebody else's
0: take (laughs) no i'm joking (laughs) that's a bit of strange british humor right i don't you know i don't i want your take this is why i asked you to come on the show
1: okay (laughs) okay thank you (laughs) because that's a difficult thing to speak to you're asking you know people are other people are validating these hurts so why would i you know get out of that spiral yeah there's kind of different camps there but if i zoom way out if i zoom way out what i feel like is there's some sort of movement trajectory i don't know what i want to call it like a consciousness shift of humanity happening right now where I think humanity itself is trying to, more and more people are trying to stand up and take their power back and love themselves more, be lo- more loving and kinder to themselves by, by recognizing themselves or give maybe giving themselves some love or sense of value that maybe they didn't receive by others in life. That's good, that's in the right direction. But you know, it's like little mini steps. We're like climbing this long ladder, and so we're kind of a little bit at the beginning of that process. Where um, then now everybody's like, "Yeah, let's let's kind of validate the hurt." It's like, "Yes, I get to say I've been hurt," so I'm taking my power back. I'm not just quietly being uh, continuously abused by others but also by myself so so it's tricky right yeah it's tricky actually when you look at it from just yourself it starts to look really different than if you're looking at it from others others hurt me than how i hurt myself
0: so uh, I think it is the answer is zooming out, is it? Because then we're a little bit further away from our.
1: When I zoom essence. out, I have compassion and understanding for it, so, and compassion,
0: compassion for us ourselves with compassion for For, for
1: humanity and the people who get s- kind of stuck in that process too. Sometimes I get it. It's an it's a step towards empowering myself, but okay, I'm I'm I'm. I'm jumping subjects. I know I do this to you sometimes, but it's connected because I think this is a really key point here, Simon, like focusing on others and how others hurt me. Or focusing on myself and how I hurt myself. And personally, I think the only way to solve hurt fundamentally to lessen hurt, as we talked about at the beginning of this is I have to just focus on myself. I have to see how this is what this is doing to me. So when I'm validating these hurts, eventually if I'm really aware of myself, I'll start to notice that it doesn't feel good.
0: Okay. So if I can take my philosophy and run it through and see if it st- sticks with yours, right? So what we're saying is we we change our focus from outside to inside from other people to ourselves and if we if we feel that we still got to focus on the outside other people we think that that's still got it we we use that as a, a way to gauge how we're doing so we look at our reaction to their reaction
1: Yeah, we do, but we're kind of, we're stuck there. We can't really heal when we're stuck in that mindset.
0: Well, let me take a different view at it then, Elizabeth, right? If we are focusing on changing, if we're waiting for them to change, Mm -hmm. we'll be waiting forever.
1: Right, right. Yes, right. And when I, you know, when I teach my emotional self mastery stuff and I talk about these eight steps, the first step is awaken, which means bring my mind back to myself. That's the first step. Like I have to un, like you said, I'll wait forever. If I'm waiting for the outside situation to be different or to change or the person I have to un remove my consciousness from them i have to unstick it from or even the past or that person or the situation and i have to put it back on myself and now i can go inside and i can feel myself i can watch myself i can learn to accept and make new choices but i can't do that as long as i'm like stuck on blame of others
0: yeah so um we're gonna get on to so there's gonna there's, there's three questions Okay. Talking about today. Okay.
1: um,
0: What does healing mean to you? Mm -hmm. What helps us heal, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what hinders our healing? Okay. Okay. So the thing that you just said then, to me, fits in with the what hinders our healing. So what hinders our healing is focusing on other people rather than ourselves.
1: Yeah. That's
0: why it's step one of the eight steps to.
1: Yes.
0: mastering. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, um, what do you think? Uh, we've we've got we've got hurting less as a big um, definition, a two yes. a, a, a two word definition yes. of healing. It's okay. it, it's it's um, hurting less. What it's it's hurting less, and from what you said one of the things that helps helps us heal is a um a, a new perspective that that was one of the things that, so one uh-huh. of the big one of the big drivers of healing mm-hmm. is new perspectives
1: mm-hmm.
0: what other things do you think help us hurt less heal more
1: yeah I think I also kind of answered it when I was describing about these steps, like coming back to myself and and owning, owning everything. Everything is mine. You know, it's my interpretation. You know, even if someone said something to me, it's kind of, I have to own that I wanna believe them. Like let's say someone says the hurtful words to me it's my, it's on me. It's all about me. If I want to believe what they said, if I want to react to what they said, or if I want to get angry about it, or maybe I'm like, Oh, it's okay, that's, you know, that's your thing. That's not my thing. Coming back and recognizing that really the power is within me, the answers are within me, if I can just kind of really take a good look at myself and take ownership of all the things that I think and feel and do and believe and see. This is all mine. This is mine. So that self, deep self-examination is critical, critical for healing. Self-awareness and self-examination and going within and finding the answers within
0: rather than blaming somebody else
1: yeah or trying to find them outside somewhere yeah we have
0: trying to, to find them. the cause out, out, outside
1: yeah or the or the solution really the solutions are within me because i we've talked about this before i have a true self i have love inside i have light inside so if i keep looking inside i have my own innate wisdom it's gonna, it's gonna help me yeah. see this from a different perspective. You know, Even your best friend tells you a million times how to see it from a different perspective. It's not as valuable as the moment where you have a shift because you realize I was the one that was holding on to the anger. I was holding on to the hurt. I was holding on to the belief that you can hurt me.
0: So healing comes with shifts in perspective.
1: Yes, and going within. How are
0: and, you going shift- to? And yeah, and one of one of those shifts, a, a, a perspective is a point of view. So, uh, are we are we talking? We're it's talking about our our point of view rather than their point of view.
1: Yeah, we have to see ourselves. So maybe we should take an example, right? So if someone. Uh, keep saying something that's hurtful for me. But like you said earlier, I can sit around and wait for them to stop saying it or stop thinking it, <laughs> stop acting that way. You know, I can wait for them to change. I can use all my energy and breath to try to convince them to change. Or I can just kind of sever that and just focus on me. What am I feeling here? What am I doing here? Like, I feel hurt. I feel upset. I feel angry. Now I get to process my own feelings. I get to let go of any judgment I have and just, you know, accept, be accepting of my feeling. It's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to feel angry. Do I want to stay here? Is there another way to see it? Is there another feel, choice for me to feel?
0: So, how could these seem great, Danielle? And yet, if I was trying to play devil's advocate, I would say the these this this all looks to be okay with little stuff, but with big stuff like you know adopt adoptee trauma, adoption trauma, primal wound, or something like that. This this feels kind of too little to to heal a, a trauma as big as that.
1: Mm-mm. So for me, that's the process that I have used for healing that trauma within me over and over and over and over again. It's something that is like repeatedly cultivating inside of me.
0: So you're talking about, um, this is a this is a crap joke, okay? <laughs> okay.
1: How,
0: how do you eat an elephant?
1: How do I eat Daniel? an
0: elephant? How do you eat an elephant? I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat elephant. I don't eat meat. I don't eat elephants either. But the answer to the joke is right. Um, a, a mouthful at a time. Okay. A mouthful okay. at a time. Okay. So what 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 you're saying is, uh, you you you're, you're taking you're taking big adoptee trauma uh, after coming out of the fog, all that sort of stuff. Uh but you're 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 eating you're you're, uh, healing that trauma one mouthful at a time one little thing at a time that's kind of what you're saying
1: yes by developing like a new system in my brain because we have unhealthy systems in our brain of how we perceive very unhealthy ways of perceiving myself others the world so by making the decision to kind of make a healthier system in my brain. A healthy system is one that, okay, let's bring my mind to myself and feel myself and be aware. I mean, I experienced this with my own birth mother. Like I couldn't, there was some degree of that. I couldn't heal. I just absolutely couldn't until I realized I'm completely like stuck on her. Like I keep focusing on her. Her, her, her. She said she didn't say she did, she didn't do. Why'd she, why'd she? And I was miserable there. There's no way to heal some part of my hurt. Yeah. Until I realized, oh, I'm like <laughs> like I need to I'm like stuck on her. I gotta come back to me. And then when I felt me, I could feel, okay, this is the hurting part of me. Well, let's breathe in and feel the hurting part of me. Well, what is it? Oh, it feels kind of very small inside. Well, let's breathe in and feel the small part of me. Oh, it's the place where I can't feel love. Like there's no love there. I feel empty. So I want her love. I want her love. Like, oh, well, let's just breathe and be with that empty place. And then, oh, as I do that, like that shifts too. And then suddenly my love, my very innate love that is my original nature. Arose in my heart, and I was like wait, I have love inside like I am love like I was letting I was disconnecting from my love, because I was stuck on her, I was missing. The medicine quote unquote the answer the treasure that was within me by being stuck on her and then I came back I felt myself I felt okay with my feelings I, it's a lot of practice to accept those things and be okay with them and sit with them and breathe with them. But then love arises. And then with love came compassion, then came gratitude. And I started to shift my relationship with her, which is still shifting today in a totally different trajectory than how it was stuck for like over a decade.
0: Yeah, it was stuck. uh, And i I always remember that bit when, she um your birth one said uh Danielle, can we talk about something other than adoption yeah <laughs>
1: yeah exactly <laughs> we have to talk
0: about this forever you know exactly. so you know there's a uh, there's a shift there right there's a there's a shift
1: inside <laughs> of me because inside i had a you, yeah. choice right yeah and but so to uh-huh.
0: so so what happened was yeah so y- y- you were kind of stuck uh, and and then uh and then she gave you this little uh hint little, little truth bomb <laughs> if it was such a thing and 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 that led you that 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 led you to a new perspective that was a, that that's that's what we're talking about yes. about new new perspectives so that yeah. they you are going within yeah. but uh we're looking at our reaction to their reaction so you so you could have said um uh you could have said she said to you let's stop talking about adoption you could have said um well uh I, i'm not talked I, I haven't talked it through in, in, enough yet, mom Presumably you were currently calling a mom at that time right so you, you say um i'm uh, i've not i've not sorted it I, I i i need to do some more talking about this but you didn't do that did you
1: I didn't do that. And more likely what I would have done, another alternative would have been. Okay. All right, fine. And then going and leaving and calling, can you believe what she said to me? Can you believe this? (laughs) How could she be like that? How could she do that to me? And then there I am in the spiral. There I am in the spiral. You see that that's one option. And that's where I was stuck for a long time. That spiral. Because I'm still focusing on her. But then she kind of closed the door. And I'm like, but I by now I have some tools and I have a little bit of practice under my belt. So then I'm like, I can feel her. Okay, this is very, very hard for you. So I can feel some degree of compassion, like, okay, it's really hard for you. So I'm gonna have to do my work for myself. And I I kind of shifted instead of going and she said she did, you know, and then like, okay, that's what she wants. All right. Now let me look at me. What do I need? And then, yeah, I I need a lot more talking about it, but not with her.
0: Not with her. No. Okay. So you're talking about, uh, lots and lots of incremental, uh, upgrades and system shifts.
1: Yeah. Like self transformation, I think is really the key for, Anyone struggling with trauma and all of humanity, I think it's a se- self-transformation and we need to do the real work of self-examination, like examination, not just intellectually, but through feeling and then practicing to be with those feelings and own those feelings. And then that's how we start to transform our actions and behaviors. Yeah.
0: So you were clear, right? Internal healing of the mind, the heart, and the body yeah yeah and it's trickier to talk about the body stuff
1: yeah i feel like Uh, the body. personally i have more pain and hurt of the mind i have more experience with that in this life i know a lot of people experience it with their body i've worked with people for 20 years who struggle with their body and i still feel because i'm not an expert on i'm not a doctor like i'm not the expert on physical healing But I still feel there's something to offer them in the practice of shifting their perspective with the hurt in their body and learning what maybe it's here to teach me. All hurt, I think, whether it's of the mind or the body, is here to teach us something if we're open to it. And that's how we begin to shift our relationship with it and our perspective on it.
0: So you're talking about looking at our reaction in our mind. And the reaction of our body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Being aware of all of it, the whole, the whole mind body system, how it's responding to pain.
0: Yeah. Whereas I think traditionally in the adoptee space, adoption space, we've, have we done more about our psychology? We looked at more about our psychology, less about. Yeah. 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 There's
1: a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, everyone's still grasping to understand intellectually. I'm not just saying in the adoption community, but I see it there. And I, I kind of just see it in many, many arenas, grasping to understand intellectually, rather than discovering really the practice of how to go within and process inside, we change naturally our relationship to pain, and our relationship to with my relationship with all people in my life, including my birth mother, her sons, my brothers, my own adopted family, everything continues to change as I change inside. As I transform.
0: So, I, like this is the third type. Listeners, regular listeners will know that Danielle's been on twice before,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: but something seems to have shifted since even last week, last time we spoke. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Well, this is what happens when you're in a constant work of self-transformation I feel like I've had some breakthroughs actually since then. Okay. I feel like I have. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you want to would you like to share those?
1: Okay. It's sometimes it's so hard to put it into words, but yeah. the one that yeah. pops to mind is, you know, I was invited to speak on a panel at the Cub retreat, which is the Concerned United yeah. Birth Parents. This so is I just went, recently, right? Yeah, I went down to LA in October for that.
0: Yeah.
1: And the first day I arrived a little bit late, I was actually visiting my biological brother down there. And I had a short visit with him. That's so why I arrived a little bit late, I kind of just jumped in. And I was hitting some serious triggers, like I don't even know how to put into words what was happening inside of me. Like there was just alarms going off and I was kind of shutting down. I joined an adoptee support circle. That was like the first thing I did. And I couldn't even speak, which if you know me, that's very unlike me. Yeah, I just you know, you're like, it definitely is. But <laughs> I couldn't, I was just I could, everyone in the circle talked, but I, I couldn't talk And my brain. I could, I was just listening. I was watching, I was observing this screaming girl inside. She was just sort of screaming. I didn't even know what she was screaming about, but she felt very unsafe. I went to an evening session and a pre, there's a presentation happening and I can, I can hardly listen, but this, this, Highly triggered little self inside of me was just going crazy. So they had they had little pieces of paper and pens all over the on the table. So I grab one because I'm not in a position where I can go, you know, do some body tapping like the kinds of things I teach. You know, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go talk it out with someone. I couldn't even go talk it out with myself in a quiet space. I was in the middle. I was with like a hundred people in this room. You know, so I grab a piece of paper and I just start scrawling down and basically there was some huge, huge anger, but that anger was part of this very, very thick defensive wall. This is the key point. I, for the first time, feel like I made some space and I could see with great clarity, this wall, this giant fortress inside my heart. That is a wall of defensiveness, self-protection, mistrust. And that wall, when, when that wall is up, there's a lot of anger and defensive behavior that I don't even understand what's happening. Like, I don't even understand. I couldn't talk. I was like sat at the furthest corner of the room for dinner. I was just behaving so strangely. So I grabbed a pen, I'm writing, all this anger is coming up, a lot of anger towards my birth mother like not nonsensical, even just a hurt voice inside. You you know, if you didn't want me, like get away from me, everybody like, you could just a lot of anger, a lot of hate. And so I finally could just see it so clearly. And I was like, that's my wall. And this is what I mean, when I say ownership, like, I just owned it, you know, I'm not like, I'm mad at you, because you No, that's my wall, that's my inner wall, that I don't I know i'm usually don't even notice it and it usually just controls me when it comes up, I was not aware of it so much I knew something was happening, but I didn't know what once I separated from it, and I could see, and I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and and let it all out. Then it's me and my wall and now there's space and i'm sitting here and I feel again what I said earlier, like my love like who's looking at my wall is my true self, you know, whatever we want to call it. My essence is saying, oh, that's your wall. That's not you. That's just your wall. And I felt so joyful. I become really joyful when I recognize these things. Like someone listening might be like, oh, poor Danielle, but I feel liberated from it once I make space from it. And I feel so joyful to be like, I have this really big wall. (laughs) And then the next day, the next morning, and then my heart was so open, Simon. Did you have and to tell was,
0: everybody, you bet you had to tell everybody about the wall, didn't you then?
1: And so then the next morning, it was so helpful because that was where my panel was. And so then I, when I spoke my panel, that's what I realized. From the moment that I met my birth mother, this massive wall went up and I didn't know what to do with it. And I've been working with that wall ever since. And just like yesterday is when I realized this, you know? how Just to call it that, to call it a wall, To recognize it as a defensive wall of mistrust where I don't trust people and, and then I went back to the yeah, then I went back to the adoptee support group and then I was like, Can I share first? I shared everything and then everyone it really helped the group everyone in the group was like, yeah, I actually feel this, you know, and then everyone feels comfortable to kind of start letting it all out. Because that's the thing. We don't have to be afraid of these feelings. We don't have to hate ourselves for them. They're not bad. We're not bad for having them. We need to know about them. And then now, like, I'm not controlled by my wall anymore. I was full of love. I was chatting with everybody there. I was so happy to connect. I was loving the birth mothers who I was on the panels with. I was, like, feeling compassion for everyone in the room. Like, everything changed. And since that time, I just feel so much lighter. I feel lighter. I feel free from it. Like, even if something comes up, I I can tell, oh, this is my wall. Okay. I don't need to like fall for it. I don't need to listen to it. So that inner work has a huge payoff by doing that process. Mm -hmm.
0: So you uh, disidentified, you you, you, the, the wall was wasn't you, you, you were your uppercase S self, right? so yes. you know. So, so you're separating, separating who you are from this wall. And the wall was made of what? Anger, resentment, stuff like that.
1: Mostly feeling unsafe, and then trying, oh, right. to, pro- trying to protect myself. Easily threatened. Well, that's what walls do. Yes, but when I'm controlled by that behavior, I don't realize. yeah that- I'm in the mist. I wasn't, I wasn't realizing that. Yeah.
0: But But when I got
1: some space, but yeah, that's what a wall does. It's there to protect you. Right. That's your point.
0: That's, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have
0: have, have you told, uh, have I told you about my wall? No. Well, it was with my birth mother as well. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. So the, the story I tell, sorry, listeners, if you heard this before, uh, I'm going to assume that not everybody listens to everyone, right? We do. We're producing so many episodes. So uh around this time of year, I go to a different swimming pool. It's a 60 yard pool, right? Mm-hmm. 50 meters approximately. And um the there is a wall mm-hmm. in the bottom of this pool mm-hmm. to make it from a 60 meter pool to two 30, sorry, 60 yard wall to two 30 yard pools, right? Mm-hmm. So they can have two races. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. And
0: this this wall actually rises up from the bottom of the pool. Uh Really pretty cool, right? Uh So when I was reading this letter from my birth mother, it was like I started crying my eyes out, right? So I cried my eyes out and the wall disappeared. So before it was me on one side of the wall, my birth mother on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. Separated by the wall, and I call the wall. I say the wall's made of anger and trauma. So, right, it disappeared. So two. It's like it's a spice. It's a Spice Girls song. When two become one. Right. It's a <laughs> Christmas tree. Christmas hit. We're doing this in the run up to Christmas, right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it was a, a spy I'm not a Spice Girls fan. I don't know. why. When two become one. Right. Mm-hmm. So the 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 wall came down in, in the middle of the swimming pool and two different pools became one pool i was merged with her there was no separation between me and her there was Mm -hmm. no me and her we were just Mm -hmm. so that sounds that's my wall kind of sounds a little bit similar to your wall
1: yeah very similar and i think we the wall is sort of a it's tricky because we put up that wall to protect ourselves, but actually, we're blocking ourselves from that, from our own love, or from those beautiful moments of merging and connecting. But,
0: but it's not, it's not us, it's not us that pulls up that wall, is it? It's not like something that we, that we. Uh, are you a bricklayer? I've got a friend who's a bricklayer, right? But you're not a bricklayer. It's our egos that are laying that stuff down, isn't it? That yeah, I, it's happening
1: it's know. happening very subconsciously it's happening yes. very subconsciously but we can once we bring what's subconscious into our conscious awareness then we get to become in charge of the wall yes. instead of the wall is in charge of me
0: yes yes yeah.
1: and you know interestingly enough that's why they invited me to this retreat because what a birth mother who is um she's like the what do you call it not an ambassador, but anyway, she, re- she's a representative in Washington state. She had read Healing Tree and then she really liked this part of Healing Tree where I talk about ownership. I'm like, I have this, but it's not me. Or, I have this anger. It's not me. I have this wall inside, but it's not me. I have this, you know, vic- victim feeling or even hurt, but it's not me. She loved that part and she really wanted me to kind of talk about that she thought for birth mothers and adoptees, working on that together, doing that kind of ownership work on themselves together would help bring us into deeper healing.
0: Say the name of the book again.
1: My book, he- Healing Tree, an adoptee story tree. about hurting, healing, and letting the light shine through. Okay. So it's it's this, it's reconnecting with your inner wisdom. But it's a tree. Healing tree, (laughs) I named it healing tree just because I had such a profound experience with a a tree inside of me. It's funny how it's a tree because I feel like a lot of people in the adoption community use trees because we're kind of disconnected from our family tree. But actually, for me, I felt a tree inside of me when I did this deep energy and spiritual healing. Um, The very first time I went to Sedona, like over 20 years ago where i felt this tree growing inside of me and i felt life being restored inside of me and i always this healing tree lived in my mind as a symbol of healing and i would write it and i would draw it and so when it came time to name the book i wanted to name it healing tree it's a kind of process of healing you know and also being a healing tree for others
0: so what stops us healing
1: i mean what you said earlier right looking outside looking outside ourselves is something that stops us yeah the kind of mm, inability to turn to to shift from outer consciousness to inner consciousness i think that's the main one it's our, our inability whether we don't have a sense of how to do that or we're just so caught up in it that we're unable to do that, that there can be kind of two reasons why we have an inability to do that. No, we're so caught up in it. We're, we're, we don't have a, I use this word sense a lot in my work. Like we don't have a sense for it. We don't have a feel for it. And also doing it feels painful at first, right? It's more comfortable to just blame others than to look at myself. So and, hard at first
0: and hard, and uh, the other thing is that we're conditioned to blame the outside mm. so i've haven't, I haven't used this one for a while, but i i can I can use it i, mm. I can use it for everything. right um i I sometimes think it's easier to see things with trivial examples such as the weather right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so obviously in 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 the u k we have miserable weather
1: mm mm-hmm. We have
0: miserable weather. Mm -hmm. It causes misery. The weather causes misery, Mm. and we are raised as upstanding British citizens Mm -hmm. to to believe that the weather. And there's all this proof, right? Oh, whether it's all the scientists' proof, all the so but we we we've been conditioned whether we're adopted or not i think is the case right i don't i don't think non-adopted people think you know um but it's a flip it's a flip comment um but like it goes to the essence of the truth right mm-hmm. we believe we believe that the right. weather weapon- we believe yeah. that other people yeah. the weather traffic jams uh yeah. snowstorms um uh i'll use my particular one uh it support desks you know <laughs> help lines yeah yeah
1: yeah i hear you yeah.
0: all I these different you. things we believe that they cause cause our feelings but no and
1: that, no and that's a good point like we're conditioned to believe so yeah. it's a lot of it takes a very strong choice, a strong will. It has to be like a very clear decision to want to go within and undo that conditioning and programming, right?
0: Yeah. Um it's a conscious decision. It's it's a conscious decision to look at what's in our consciousness and look and look at. Yeah. Because it, it's all within
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: so looking without is the ultimate
1: yeah looking without is the state of the world and why we cannot heal why we cannot heal why there's always divisions separations and conflicts the more we look without but within you know your to your example when the wall came down you felt the merging you felt the oneness within is where we experience that without we see oh you're different from me you live over there i'm here oh the weather's different yeah that's fine on the surface but when it goes deep there's big conflict and huge fighting
0: the wall so, is the division the wall the wall is the divider
1: yeah and if we're all walking around with these walls inside then we don't need to heal the outside. We need to heal the inside
0: through an insight. Insight through, sh- yeah. through an insight through yeah. an a, a shift. What what do you use the word? I mean, I shift
1: yeah. shift
0: in perspective.
1: You could say a shift in perspective. I would also use words like yeah, going within, bringing the mind inside, feeling rather than thinking, entering into a feeling state rather than thinking. All of this is moving towards how to make that, how to how to shift, how to find that the healing is within me. The more I can know myself, the more I can heal myself. The healing is within me. Yeah, yeah. It's just start that doing that, right? You ha- you have to want to do that. It's not a lot of people who want to do that.
0: Well, if the if that we've been talking for I don't know. Forty-five minutes now. So, I, if people are still listening, do you know what I mean?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: But, but this is this is a, a this is a minority. This this is a, a minority activity.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: This is a minority activity.
1: Yes, unfortunately, that is currently true. I want to believe that it's increasing, like more people are discovering this and practicing this you know it's again it's that long journey and to awaken the sense and do the work is just isn't i really feel it's an ongoing deepening process but even just to see people getting started gives me hope gives me joy yeah but the danger is what you talked about at the beginning i wish i didn't just bring it up again but the whole like self-victimization and being validated for hurts. This is a little bit of a dangerous area. That, well, because then we can just keep continuing this outward focus. And then we, we never recognize like, does it actually make me feel good to be like, yeah, I was victimized, like me? All right, I'll just make it personal. It doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel sick. It makes me literally physically feel sick. I do not feel bright inside. I do not feel my immune system is up. I feel sorry for myself and like kind of further away from everybody. And it's just kind of getting worse. But when I'm like, oh, hey, I'm doing this to myself. Then the words you say actually don't bother me all that much anymore.
0: But what about grace for ourselves? That's Grace, th- grace for ourselves. When you were saying that right mm-hmm. I, I would i would say oh yeah um i uh, oh, well i'm 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 doing this to myself and then i'd blame myself for blaming myself
1: that's
0: right. like so i saw something interesting on this uh, yesterday i think actually uh was um if you've kind of just been going along going mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. and you you've only got the, the, the there's only two there's only one level Right? You you just mm-hmm. like, you 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 are the way. Um do you, the, the world is the world. But then when you've seen um uh, when you've seen some stuff, then you've can there's the world and then there's the outer world and then the inner world and then you think, Oh, why can't I just see the peace all the time? Why can't
1: Yeah. Why can just an, be
0: great that- all the time. Uh, and that's where the that's where the my blaming came in you know
1: you're right and when you start to learn you know spiritual practices and stuff and then we blame ourselves more why can't i just be in peace all the time why can't i just be connected to my true self all the way and i write about that in healing tree too i was like throwing pots and pans around because i was like no i don't want to have these emotions it was it was funny it was humorous to see after, where I was. after 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 the awakening because i but there was so much work to do in that healing with my own self that's healing with my own self is very needed like loving and accepting all of what i have none of it is bad everything is understandable everything is okay If I can, and this is part of those self-mastery steps, like if I can accept, really just be okay with myself that I'm judging and then realize I don't need to do that, like forgive myself. So I do a lot of self-forgiveness. Forgive myself that I fell off the track. Forgive myself that I got angry again, that I said those words that I wish I didn't say. Forgive myself quickly. And then next step is choose. Now I can make a new choice. I can choose to breathe out and let go. I can choose to say, I'm sorry. I can choose to love again. I can choose to go for a walk in the sunshine and get myself some energy and be kind to myself and feel the breeze and the trees, you know, I can make a new choice. So it's really important for our relationship with ourselves to be able to accept and embrace, like take ownership, but not with self blame, with, with no judgment, acceptance, embracing self love self forgiveness. Now I can make a new choice. Do I really want to keep holding on to this? Does this help me if my goal is really to be peaceful? Is, am I achieving my goal by beating myself up so terribly right now? I mean, this is what I've had to do with myself over and over and over again, and forgive myself quickly for falling into that hole again and get out and then make a new choice. This is how we're like retraining ourselves retraining our brain just
0: if in the early days especially uh if we don't choose our trauma we'll choose for us, right? Well.
1: if we don't choose consciously our trauma chooses for us is that what you're saying yeah, yeah whatever is in the subconscious will choose for us unless we become conscious choosers in our life
0: so i've heard recently that preverbal trauma stuff is is subconscious that's the that one in the same would you do you see that like that
1: um i would say likely i mean obviously what is preverbal is very 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 hard to bring into your conscious awareness very very hard but i think we can get glimpses and hits of it if we really you know, stay connected to our feet, like like hey. the story I just told you in oh, this hey. wall. Yeah. Like this was pre-verbal. That wall is pre-verbal. I was I think the wall went up the moment I was born and I didn't have someone there giving me whatever a baby's usually gets. Mm, gotta protect myself. I went into a protection. World. It feels so old and it feels so deep. But we can bring this stuff into conscious awareness. Even tiny glimpses. Helps us to get free from it. It doesn't have to be like, you know, it doesn't have to be so extensive. Just a little glimpse of it, and then I'm getting liberated now. Yeah, I'm I'm taking back my own self love and my own self empowerment.
0: So is it a, a, a glimpse and a new perspective? They're one and the same. Uh, I keep glimpse is just a, is is probably just a small bit, a glimmer, a glimpse, and then you've got a. a, a, a I try and tie so- up a few things.
1: yes i think just getting a glimpse of that inside myself gives me the opportunity to now have a new perspective and make a new choice have a new relationship with that as long as i don't see it like as long as i can't see i'm just like simon i can't see you you know you're like what i'm right here and then when i'm like it's like oh something was covering me that's why i couldn't see that i just need a glimpse i just need a moment to realize that Now I can start to make a new choice. Oh, it's okay. Let me put it down and maybe it's going to go up again and I'll realize it and I'll put it down again. So that's the tie in right there. Just a glimpse is enough to give you the opportunity to have a new perspective and a new relationship with it. Cool.
0: Feels like a great place to bring it in.
1: Yeah. Thank you for the conversation. Always a joy.
0: Always a joy. So this links to the previous conversations um, and uh, and uh, Danielle's book, The Healing Tree, is one of those kind of, yeah, it's one of the most forthright, because it's part memoir, but it's really explicitly about healing too. To. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, not
0: Not that sort of explicit, right, ladies and gentlemen. But explicit about healing. Like so this the second second part of the book is the eight steps from what I remember. Yeah. Yes. The eight steps. Um so and also one of the things that's that is great for us audio files is it is available on Audible. Um mm-hmm. one of the few. But like most memoirs are memoirs. This is kind of hybrid, I guess, is it?
1: Yeah, I think it's considered a teaching memoir.
0: A teaching memoir. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I've not heard that. that, (laughs) I've not heard that phrase before. So um, I would urge you to check it out because I've listened to it and it's great. Thanks a lot, listeners. Thank you, Daniel. And we'll speak to you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.